everybody. Thank you for listening to Bloody Podcast. I am your host, Maria Felix, along with my co-host, Lori Roggenkamp, and our back-to-resident guest, because he insists. Nope. Cash up demolished. It's not because I insist. Thank you. It's not because I insist. It's because Lori is steering the ship with you. And I now, now that she's back, I have to go below deck and scrub the floors. <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, join Jack in the steam room, engine no. room, steam room. <laughs> I'm not gonna. No, I just. I gotta be honest with you. I don't think it looks great that we're sending the black guy to the bottom of the ship. It's okay. Leon- Leonardo DiCaprio's down there with me. We're gonna have a schwitz. He volunteered. Oh, okay. He oh. Vol- okay. Well, I just. This feels like a trap. Um, but- <laughs> he, he, they volunteered, it said in the in the uh, yeah. Fucking, yeah. What is it? On the ship? Sure. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know yeah. what I'm talking about. It's scrawled. It's scrawled in blood on the sh- on the ship. Yeah, they volunteered. <laughs> okay, well, we're gonna sail across the sea over to South Korea today. <laughs> Fucking ooh. <laughs> That's pretty good. I wish we were talking about a train so you wouldn't have to say, we're taking to take a train to Busan. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Damn it. I know. Uh-huh. I should have, damn it. Well, I should have steered the ship that way. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so today, like I said, we're going to South Korea for the tale of the cyanide killer. Kim Soon-ja. Hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Cool. Cyanide. Wow. That's a rough death. Yeah, it's a fun one. Uh, Kim Soon-ja was a poisoner who was active in South Korea from 1988 to 1986. Oh, damn. So two years of activities. Hmm. Uh, here they are. We don't know much about Kim Soon-ja's early life. But we do know that when she was caught, she was 48 years old, married, and a mother to three boys. Her husband was the sole breadwinner of the family, and he was a painter. And none of the research I could find, we nobody could tell if he was a painter, like a... Um, like an, an artist? Or a painting houses. Or a painting or, houses oh. kind of guy. Well, if he's making money for the family, more than likely it's Painting houses. Painting houses, yeah. yeah. We could all kind of surmise. <laughs> yeah. I, I I just can't imagine in South Korea that, that people are like, oh, I really, I'm really dying to buy, continuously buy artwork from this one painter. So, yeah. I can't believe you are using that South Korean accent, Lori. <laughs> Kind of fucked up. Think about people. Yeah, I've been Jesus. Uh, Cash, thank you. I've been cultivating it. You know, I I feel like it's, you know, it's got it's an accent on, on an accent. I don't want to say it's good, but I think it's spot on. Yeah, it is. It is. I think that's how that's how I feel. I'm so impressed. So. <laughs> <laughs> Such dedication. I'm from South Korea. There it is. Yeah. There. Well, you know, I've been that's why I've been having you record your tapes, Cash, because I wanted to master the South Korean accent. So <laughs> You signed up for the course. You did it. Yeah. You did I it. did. I did. Yeah. Guys, I don't know if you know this, but Cash has a South Korean accent online course where he actually sends you tapes 
uh, through the mail. Yeah. So, yeah. Check out CashKorea.com. Both Ks. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be Cash Korea class, but there were three Ks and it was a problem. I yeah. love South Korea. Like, I really want to visit South Korea. Yeah. yeah. I'm not oh, saying you guys would, don't. I'm just saying. No, I would love to visit South Korea. It seems like it's a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the number one um, Asian country I would like to visit before Japan. Before Japan? Uh, I would like to go to Vietnam and just because my cousins are from there. And then just uh. to kind of go there and just see you know the sights and everything and it then, looks beautiful yeah and then probably but then probably south korea is um it's so cool i just love the culture there uh i love everything that comes out of there i even love k-pop i don't i'm not like a die hard fan but i enjoy I the you, sound of it i can't i don't think you can help but sort of go oh that's nice. Like, even if you don't like it, you're just like, I see the allure to it. Everything yeah. they do is just like 10 degrees cuter. Yes. Everything they do. They just, they know, they have it. Is this killer 10 degrees cuter? <laughs> yes. <most> killer. <laughs> Cyanide, it starts with a C, and what else starts with a C? Cute. And it's a poison, That's which true. is, you know, traditionally considered a more poetic kill. Yeah, how adorable is it <laughs> to be poisoned? That's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, the husband is a painter. Uh, but yeah, so so we can surmise that the, the family isn't rolling in cash. Right. Yeah. And on top of that, Kim Soon-ja enjoyed the nightlife. She loved to boogie. Yeah. this guy. Um, she loved hanging out at nightclubs. <laughs> they were called cab, like they were more like cabarets. They were called cabarets, and this might be me getting lost in translation, but I think they're more just like bars, really, at okay. the time in the eighties, you know, in South sure. Korea. Yeah. But was there always? Is there always singing going on, or is it just like a get together? I don't know. Karaoke. I don't know, but I feel like there's always singing at a bar. Mm-hmm. It's just not good singing. Even more detrimental, she had a serious gambling addiction. Mm. We don't seem to have any idea if Kim Soon-ja's husband knew about all the debt that she started to accrue. Her addiction was so serious that Kim Soon-ja borrowed money from her friends and family. A lot of money. Which is when the trouble really began. Mm-hmm. On Halloween Day in 1986, Kim Soon-ja was joined by her neighbor, Kim Ji-won, for their weekly trip to the local Jim Jilban. That's the spa. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, like we spot here Ooh. in LA. Nice. It's like, uh, was well, like a public bathhouse. They have like the, you know, the, the jacuzzi mm-hmm. and they have the sauna rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they go every week. Mm-hmm. Seems nice. So they go, and the ladies, who were both in their 40s, hung out at the bathhouse as usual when all of a sudden, Kim Ji-won grabbed her own chest, then began convulsing before finally curling up in the fetal position and remaining that way until the people in the bath ha- bathhouse rushed her to the hospital. Hmm. The hospital did determine that she died by poisoning, which is interesting because 
At the time, there wasn't that much forensics in hospitals in South Korea. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't there. But they still deduced it for this particular hospital did. And an investigation was conducted. But no one found any connections between Kim Ji-won, the bathhouse, or even her friend who accompanied her that day. Hmm. Since everything else that Kim Ji-won did that day was her usual pattern, authorities and family were at a loss as to what happened to her. Police looked into Kim Soon-jae as a person of interest, but felt that little follow-up was necessary. The family did point out that when they saw Kim Ji-won's body post-mortem, they believed that Kim Ji-won was missing a few gold rings and a pearl necklace that she left with that morning. Hmm. That's. <laughs> but they weren't sure. They were just like, they're not at home, but they're not on her. Yeah. <laughs> Here, so, what, what do you put your valuables when you're in the bathhouse? I don't wear my valuables to the bathhouse. That seems silly because you got to either put them in the locker or wear them. I wear more valuables. At the bathhouse? Yep. People are looking at me walking around naked. I got a fucking flash. You wear wear too many gold chains. Exactly. People are like, pretty penis. And I'm like, what else? They're like, nice chains. What if the gold chains get super hot in like the hot rooms? That's why I have these burn marks. (laughs) You're willing to suffer then. For your your chains. Suffer for the glam. (laughs) I was going to say that this seems like a trap that my girlfriend would set for me. Where she'd be like, how many rings did I bring out today? And I'd be like, I don't know, 50? <laughs> I have no idea <laughs> how many rings you wear. <laughs> so people, they'd be like, is she missing any jewelry? And I'd be like, even if it was the answer, I, I would just say yes. She's missing so much jewelry. Even <laughs> like, in your death, Star. <laughs> you mock me. You question me. <laughs> <laughs> There's like two pieces of jewelry that I like know of. And that she definitely wears, and like three or four that I like see her wear sometimes, and I'm just like, but she has like so many other things, and so I'm just like, oh, this would be, this would be in my nightmare <laughs> to be like, what is she, what, what clothes did she wear out today? I have no freaking idea. <laughs> I don't know what she. <laughs> so that would that would give me sweats. <laughs> Kim Ji-won's body was put to rest, and so were the questions around her death. They just kind of left it alone. Hmm. Cool. Like, well, who knows? Whatever. Five months pass, and in April of 1987, another strange occurrence happens. On a bus near Yongsong Station, a woman in her 50s named Jeon Sun-ja suddenly falls from her seat begins convulsing violently, and passes out. Another passenger picked... This is sad. Another passenger picked her up in his arms and ran off the bus with her to a nearby hospital. But Jin Sun-ja died in his arms as he reached the emergency room. Must have been something he said. (laughs) (laughs) Shouldn't have walked away. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I know someone died. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Witnesses didn't notice anything strange about the woman's bus ride before that. If any of the passengers had been paying attention, they would have noticed that 
there was another like 50 year old lady hanging out next to her, and that was Kim Soon Ja. Hmm. And then if they had been paying even closer attention, they would have noticed that Kim Soon Ja had given her a medicinal drink while they were on the bus that Jin Soon Ja had taken before the convulsion started. Which makes me wonder the the bottle, where did it go? Maybe she, nobody knows. She probably picked it back up. Maybe. She could yeah. She guess she could have, yeah. Mm-hmm. She so, put it in her vagina. <laughs> That's the first place she thought to put it. Shup. <laughs> what was that? The noise of it going up in the vagina? The noise of it going in your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as Jin Suja collapsed, Kim Suja was gone. She just pieced out of that bus. Hmm. The authorities did make another connection with Kim Soon Ja that day, like after they started investigating what the hell happened. They found out she was a friend and a client of the woman. Because the loan the woman was a a, a loan officer of to- of sorts. Oh, okay. But they didn't look it further into it. So if they had at the time, they would have noticed that Kim Soon Ja just so happened to owe Jin Sunja seven million won. Ooh. Yeah. The police aren't great in this. Her death was markedly suspicious, but they couldn't find any more evidence in the case and they stopped pursuing it. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of forensics going on yet in, uh, at the time, though. It's the 80s. So there's not the technology we had today. I was just going to say, do you think it's like, I think it might be funny if the guy who vote who said it was poison was just like guessing he was just like uh poison and then later was like oh i'm right that was a, i made that i did it right <laughs> yeah <laughs> i did a good guess i'm he's a like, genius he's like do i have superpowers <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm the poison whisperer honey we're having veal tonight she's like it's fish shut up <laughs> veal is the fish of meat aha still got the juice so then, nearly a year passes, and in February of 1988, there's another strange happenstance. Mm. Ooh. Another creditor, Kim Sunja, which is a similar name. So I apologize uh, to our listeners. I'm trying to di- differentiate the pronunciation between the two, but it's very subtle. Uh, our antagonist, our bad guy, is Kim Sunja. And this is Kim Sunja. Kim Sunja and Kim Sunja. S ours is spelled S U N, and this victim is S O O N. Ah, yes. Sun Sun. Oh, <laughs> Lori, please. <laughs> you, Lori knows that because she's she has yeah, she a, Taylor, a Taylor a Taylor tell Korean accent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you guys are just saying everything that I already know, so it's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I haven't been commenting, because I'm just like, I know that. You already heard the story. Because of the immersive program yeah. that you took that was part of Cash's Korea class. What, what I'm shocked is that Cash hasn't heard, hasn't heard the story. That's what I'm shocked by. You know, it was on the tapes. I immersed myself in the culture so much, I kind of blacked out when I was given the lesson plans. 
<laughs> well, that makes sense. Yeah. That, and that that explains why one of them clearly sounded like it was done at like two in the morning when you were like over the sink eating raw chicken. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's just good improv. <laughs> raw chicken. Yeah. I don't, hey, look, don't don't question me. Question your husband. Don't ask me any questions, honey. <laughs> if I do, he just records them and then throws the tape away. Yikes. Super weird. <laughs> Don't ask me about my tapes. It's my process. Get away from the tapes. So another creditor, Kim Sunja, had previously arranged and obtained a loan for her customer, Kim Sunja, for 1.2 million won. Hmm. And when a tax man came and knocking, Kim Sunja told Kim Sunja that she was ready to repay her the money. And asked her if she would accompany her to meet with the person who owed Kim Sunja the money. Hmm. So she's like, "Will you come meet with me to this other person that is in debt to me, so that I can just give you the money right there and then?" And Sunja was like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." And on February tenth, the woman hopped on a bus to Ian Pyong. They waited for this person to meet them at a cafe. But no one showed, and tired of waiting, they decided to take a taxi back home. While on the taxi ride, Kim Sunja began feeling ill and vomited. The only thing she had had earlier was just a little bit of the tea at the cafe. In the Uh-oh. Ta- yeah. Kim Sunja reacted by offering her a medicinal drink that she had with her in her purse and telling her that it would make her feel better. No. Care for a medicinal drink? <laughs> I mean, I gotta be honest with you. Even if, even if I, taking that out of the story, even if it was just an innocuous drink, I would still be like, no, I'm vomiting. Like, I'm not going to drink something right now. Yeah. I'm clearly vomiting. Right. <laughs> this will keep it down. Yeah, I think <laughs> there's nothing that would do that. No. Water. Mm-mm. Nope. Come right back up. <laughs> so I, I think I mentioned this later, but I'll just talk about it now. The medicinal drinks that she's offering around are really common in South Korea. Mm. I've learned they're, um, they're just like, they have one for like everything, like, um, for headaches, you know, for like, like fatigue, you know, hangover. They're like, um, they're like, really? vit- they're just little vitamins, basically, like in liquid form. Mm. Oh, interesting. They have some for energy, you know, like five hour energy drinks. So they have them everywhere. Oh, okay. Um, I learned from the Dark Side of Soul podcast, which covered this case as well, and they did a great job that um, it's so common there that, like, if you go, to a pharmacy and you complain about a headache, the pharmacies, the pharmacist will give you the medicinal drink and like some Tylenol or something similar. Wow. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, so they're just normal to have around, I guess. So it kind of makes sense that like a mom would have these in her purse. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> but still. Yeah. Kim Sunja was like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Kim Sunjo was just like, just try, just try a little, just try a little. <laughs> I mean, it'll help. It always helps me. Fine. No, 
She said, no, thank you. Yeah, she was clearly throwing up. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, look, I get the sentiment, but I'm clearly throwing up. So I wonder what the taxi cab driver was doing. Was he just like, oh, this beat is really bumping. I'm not even going to bother to look back and see what you, you ladies are doing. He's just remorseful. He's like, yep, another fucking day. Yeah. Just blindly staring ahead. Uh, Kim's just like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, God, I'll pay for the clean. He's all, listen up, screw heads, you filth on the street. <laughs> They're ladies. No, he, the taxi driver, he went all Travis Pickle. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember the exact quote. <laughs> he went at, He went insane. Yeah. This was the day that the taxi cab serial killer was born. <laughs> yeah. So Sunja, Kim Sunja made it home and left Kim Sunja in the fucking taxi mm-hmm. to make her way home. She's like, I don't feel good getting out of the car. Um, in the next few days... Kim Soon-ja went to see her, brought her some, like, get well stuff, mm. and repaid her the $1.2 that she owed her. Wow. She was like, oh, shit. This one didn't die, because she only had a little bit of the tea. Or oh, if she yeah. had the whole tea, it's likely that maybe Kim Soon-ja didn't use enough cyanide that day. Hmm. She's like, next time. Mm-hmm. she's just like pacing her living room being like how much cyanide did I put in Uh, how much lemon juice did I put in Uh, what's going on nothing (laughs) I'm just thinking about stories (laughs) about a month later in March the police are all spread thin in Seoul because it's the 88 Summer Olympics in South Korea. Right. And they're trying to make it look like nice. Kim Soon-ja in March visited her father, who she also owed a ton of money to. Then later that March or that was like a couple weeks earlier. Mm-hmm. And then late in late March on March 27th, her elderly father Kim Jun Chang traveled by train to go see a relative for their birthday, for a birthday party. On his way back, Kim Jun Chang, tired and still having to endure the rest of the bus ride home, pulled out a medicinal drink that his daughter had given him earlier. He took it, and immediately his body started seizing up, convulsing, and he began vomiting. And his daughter gave this to them, him. Then. Yeah, Kim Sunja. Oh, man. She was like, hey. She came for a visit, came around. You know how you like bring stuff for your parents? That's what I imagine she did. <laughs> but uh, in the worst way. Yeah, in the worst way. Yeah. Because she owed her dad like 7 million won. That she, just, like, kept, she just kept borrowing money from people and like gambling it away. I'm sure he casually yeah. brought it up, like, hey, where's that seven million won? She's like, uh, I'll bring it by later today. <laughs> Just, yeah. like, checks her pockets. Uh, oh, no, I guess I don't have it. Uh, I forgot um, it, but I do have this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I brought, I brought you this start- whole pack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start throwing that in my dad's face when he starts complaining about how I don't visit. I'm like, at least I don't poison you. So, <laughs> you know. But boy, do I think about it. 
Yeah. Start with that, and then a couple of weeks later, start messing with his head and, and bring him like drinks you've already opened. Like, do you want some of this Fanta? <laughs> Fanta? Oh. <laughs> no. Fanta? My dad's already losing his brain. I don't even have to do that. I just have to. He just can you be like, can you give me a new? Can you give me a drink? I'm like, Dad, you have four right next to you. What? <laughs> I'm like, this is this is a thing. We're nah. gonna, this is becoming a thing. <laughs> They're Maria, all warm. Maria uses yeah. the royal pronunciation of, of sodas. Fanta. What are the What are the other ones? Coca Cola. Seven up. Seven up. Seven up. What is it? Fan. It's Fanta. Fan. How do you say it? Fanta. Fanta. You know, like I, an asshole. I got like some East Coast asshole. Fanta. Yeah. Was this fucking Fanta? Oh. First off, I mean, yes, that's the South Korean pronunciation of Fanta. Uh, Fanta is Fanta. I meant East Coast from New York. No, East yeah. Coast of of Seoul. But no, I mean, I mean, I pronounce it Fanta, but that's just because you know I'm inbred. But uh, okay, um, I will I will quote Fanta Fanta. Don't you wanna Fanta Fanta? That's exactly what I was going to say. Yes. Okay, so the commercial says, don't you want to want a Fanta? No, it's, so Fanta, it's Fanta, Fanta. Wouldn't you like one? Fanta, Fanta, wouldn't you like one? That's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, I think there's also a song that the, the early versions of it was Funta, Funta. It's not poison. Funta, Funta. It's not poison. <laughs> And then oh, yeah. at the very end, or is it? Or is it? Or are it? Or are it? <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad we had our fun. <laughs> All of our fathers. Okay, back to her murdering her father. Yeah. Okay, she murdered her father. He died at the hospital. Horrible. Uh, where his death was deemed a heart attack hmm. by the doctors. His body was cremated, and the family mourned his loss. Then on April 29th, this is like quick, February, March, April, le- like less than months apart, as opposed to the other two. Exactly. Oh, it's actually exactly a month late. No, not exactly. A woman named Kim Munja collapsed on a bus headed towards Children's Park. She died on her way. She loves killing in transport. She really does. I guess that's when you like, you know, you sit down and you have your little drink and that's maybe that's how it happens. I mean, I get it. In New York, I definitely wanted to kill a lot of people on the train. Well, it also could just be like, she seems to be... Sorry. I, I just got your thing. That's right. Um, she seems to be do, giving them these medicine drinks, right? Mm-hmm. And South Korea is a trans, it's transportation place, so you would think that, yeah, I mean, she's just kind of giving it to them. And my thing is, is what's crazy is She's giving it to them and then just planning that they'll drink it. But it's like, you never know if they give it to somebody else. Right, or, right. Yeah, so, but yeah, I mean, that kind of makes sense. It, I just think she she just had a lot of, you know, trust that it would go to the right person. I don't know, trust is a weird word because it means that I want her confidence. to succeed. Confidence. Right. There we go. Confidence. Maybe Maybe it was like, maybe they don't taste good warm. That's true. Maybe yeah. she's like, drink it, drink it soon because it's <laughs> it's cold. It's good cold. <laughs> Something like that. She gave this one to her while at the platform waiting for the bus. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then I guess she took off. Like, I don't fucking, I don't know. I don't, I guess she didn't get with her on the bus for this one. She just took off. It's fucked up. <clears throat> so, uh, where was I? Is that more fucked up than less? Like, <laughs> it feels a little like a throwaway at this point. So that seems like a little more fucked up. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely ramping up. We see that she's sort of spiraling out, right? Her, her, like, yeah. uh, the times between the crimes are becoming smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller, you know? Mm-hmm. So she's she's definitely spiraling. And, you know, I think there is some sort of, not, like, confidence, but there's some sort of, like, um, just a, I don't know, gr- egotism i want to say of like she now knows if she goes like she can just go away and this will happen you know Mm. like there just seems like yeah there's just so much ego to it now it's like she doesn't have to watch it because she knows it's gonna happen yeah yeah and she's killing for in her mind a purpose too so it makes sense she doesn't want to be there when it happens because that's less suspicious that's more suspicious you know if she is there again Mm -hmm. if she's like peace out they're not going to see me on the bus with you this time. Yeah. But the thing is, Kim Moon-ja is Kim Soon-ja's younger sister. Damn. What yeah. fucking with her family for? Because she owed her sister millions of won as well. Which Ugh. is regularly in the thousands of U.S. American dollars, if you're wondering. Right. Um. So, yeah, she... She owed both her father and her sister, like, thousands of dollars in cash. And she somehow also managed to steal their jewelry and, from her dad, a bunch of banknotes after after they died. Really? Jeez. This lady sucks. And then, inexplicably, in July, she's still out and about. Mm-hmm. In July 1988, same year, Kim Sunja borrows 4.4 million won from her sister-in-law, San Siwon. And here's the thing: like, I'm highly suspicious of my family. Every mem- every member of my family, except for my mother, I'm like, "What do you want from me? Mm-hmm. Or who? Like, how quickly are you willing to kill me? Because because you see it every time somebody dies, or like everybody everybody in the family, like fucking. Like, they'll literally stop speaking to each other if they don't get what they want from the dead person. You know, like, she didn't give me the house, I'm never going to speak to my brother again. Or shit like that. Well, not, like, just in my family. I'm saying in families, that's what you see when somebody dies. That's true. The person, when the person dies, I'm saying most of the family ever cares about after that is what they left behind. And if they get it or not. That's correct. So I'm highly suspicious of, like, my family... All around. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. That's funny. <laughs> Nobody gets anything when I die. Yeah. I, well, I had to fill out a thing for my for Star to be a beneficiary, and I was like, if I swear to God, if you kill me, I, pu- I made sure that there was a clause that you get nothing <laughs> if I die. And she was like, what? How did you make sure there was a clause? I go, okay, well, I lied. There is no clause. But... <laughs> <laughs> I scrawled it on the note. It's behind the couch. I, yeah, right before my signature. Um, no, yeah. I, I My brother used to work for this attorney 
that he hated. And the attorney literally went to his mother's funeral to serve his family with cease and desist letter, or not cease, but uh, um, like essentially notifying them that, that he was going to be taking the house essentially. Yeah. And just like, you know, and it was just like, Jesus Christ. How, gross. how do you get to that point? Everyone's yeah. such an asshole when like the patriarch or the matriarch of a family dies. It's crazy. Mm. So, yeah. So I don't know how her sister-in-law saw her sister die. And, you know, the dad, the dad, I can understand, like, oh, he was elderly and he had a heart attack. So that's, you know, that's what everybody just immediately believed was possible. Mm-hmm. The sister dies the exactly same way on transit. Like, it's not just a tragedy. Yeah, that's super suspicious. And and now this bitch is coming to ask you for money. And you're not even her blood relative. You're married in. You're the sister-in-law. Anyway, the sister-in-law gives her the 4.4 million won because Kim soon ja says that it's she wants to put a down payment on a house uh-huh. <laughs> which is another crazy thing it's like, wow dude wow that's family right there you're just giving her a down payment to a house i know it's pretty fucking uh, wicked when pretty you wicked. when like the whole family must already know that she's like a gambler yeah you know because like that's you can't hide that you're no. always out gambling and it's family so you know they, they know the worst parts of you <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. just like she's still gambling. Yeah, did you give her the money? Yeah. yeah. Why? <laughs> I mean, that's like, but that's also like any kind of addiction. I feel like you know, it's like if you have like a cousin or something who's a drug addict, and you saw that one one family member's giving them money, and you're just like, you're just enabling them. Yeah. But in you this know? case, like everybody's giving her money, which is crazy. Maybe she used yeah. the fucking the, the little fucking cute eyes. I don't have a sister-in-law, but if I did, she would not get four point four million of anything from me. <laughs> you have a brother-in-law. He's not getting jack. He's he not getting sucks. shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have two two soon-to-be brother-in-laws. Whenever that happens, and yeah, I'm not giving them anything. Yeah, no. I hope he's listening right now. Yeah, <laughs> they all are. <laughs> Especially your sister-in-law. Honey, who doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Yeah. So on July 8th, 1988, Son Su-won collapsed on the bus headed towards Yongsong District. Hmm. She also died at the hospital. But because she was the third of a recent string of convulsing bodies who were all related to each other that suddenly died, the police could no longer ignore the, quote, coincidences. And an autopsy was performed on San Siwon. I'm imagining a lot of Korean horror movies that I've seen where the cops are just like, oh, fine. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Chief is just like, let's go. Come on. We're burning daylight. <laughs> Sister-in-law. <laughs> it was determined that she had died from cyanide poisoning. Chasing back her day, the police once again were led back to Kim Sun Ja who had obviously been seen on the bus with her that day. So that's good. They find, Somebody finally was like, yeah, I saw her on the bus with her. Hmm. The police arrested her and began looking deeper into Kim Sun Ja's life. When they searched her home, they found some of the missing jewelry and bank books from the victims. Damn. But up until this point, the police couldn't prove that Kim Sun Ja had access to the cyanide, a pivotal part of their case against her. It's the one missing piece. Well, while searching the house, 
the investigator, had to take a deuce. (laughs) (laughs) This is the same Korean movie with the fucking cops. (laughs) I gotta go. I'm gonna take a shit. (laughs) You gonna go in the house? Yeah. (laughs) She's not gonna use it. <laughs> yeah, uh, guys, I've been turtle heading for forty five minutes, so <laughs> it's now or never. I have to release a loaf of sourdough. Go, just stop. Just the fucking, go. Just stop. Stop. The Jesus Christ. I'm being nauseous. Just <laughs> the analogies. For go. Stopping. So while in the toilet, which by the way I found out was a squatter toilet. Oh, yeah, Maria's been obsessed with this. I've been obsessed with the squatter toilet, everything that I found out about it. I don't want to use one. I'm just, like, horrified of the thought of using one. Don't they have those in all of Korea? South Korea? <sighs> I don't think all. I think a lot of... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think... I, I've seen them before. I've had to use a similar device before, mm-hmm. but even more terrifying because there's, like, a concrete hole in the ground mm-hmm. in an outhouse mm-hmm. in Nicaragua. But... The squatter toilet is like, yeah, normal. It's like a normal thing. Mm-hmm. Is that what you meant? Oh, oh, so it's like a toilet with a plumbing system. It's just you squat over it. You have to squat and you have to like, you have to like, you just have, you, you can't, if you're using a public one, there's a lot of public ones. You, you might fall and you're going to touch everybody else's nastiness uh, uh. and, and, and sometimes there's no they're not made to 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 take toilet paper. You're poisoning so, my brain with these images. I'm the wi- the wiki how the oh. wiki how in the squatter toilet is frightening for me as a westerner because that's oh. like you have to wash your ass with your hand. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You gotta oh. wash your ass with your hand. And then you dip your hand in other poopy water that other people have washed. No, their hands. no, there's no, normally no, like a hose. No. There's normally like a hose. Or you have to like you have to be prepared to like hose the whole area down. Yeah. So you have to take off pretty much all your clothes. Yeah. And sometimes when you go in those places, people hose it down, but there's fragments of waste laying around. Why don't they just have a toilet? What is it, it saves time. It's so foul. No, I'm sh- I'm sure it saves so. It sounds know. like it saves so much time. I don't know. You know. Um, to be it's, honest with you, that's one of my main hangups with going anywhere at any time is the toilet situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but honestly, having a regular toilet is a luxury. Like we don't see it as one because we have them everywhere, but. I think our toilet is a luxury. Yeah. Even when we go to nice hotels or any place, I'm just like, Mm-mm, nope, doesn't, you, doesn't you feel right. You guys do have a nice toilet. It's at a good height. <laughs> it's at a good height. It is at a good height. I've used the toilet before, and I thought, this is nice. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Well, okay, so he's squatting down. He's taking the shit. <clears throat> and he notices a little hole in a wooden pole hmm? in the bathroom as he's concentrating. And he, he, you know, for whatever reason, he's like, huh. He reaches into the hole. He pulls out a few pieces of newspaper, like crumbled up newspaper. And in those pieces of newspaper uh, is a giant rock of cyanide. About the... <laughs> Damn. <laughs> about the size of a walnut. That's uh. not where I thought you were going with this. <laughs> that is... That is this is this movie is awesome. Yeah, I gotta be honest. He's doing currently doing two things I've dreamed of, which is going to the bathroom and solving crime. 
Hmm. <laughs> he is. Yeah. He's like, he's the best cop in Seoul right now. He's he like, is. hell he's yeah. Great. I could he's, do this in my sleep. He's a bathroom Batman. Yeah, he is. Um, so investigators discovered that Kim Sun Ja had obtained the cyanide from a cousin of hers who worked in a lab that had access to it. And just never asked any questions. Never asked a follow-up of like, hey, what'd you end up doing with that cyanide? <laughs> like, just yes. Whatever. Have it in the fridge. Well, she she says, she said that she needed it to kill wild pheasants <laughs> in her yard. <laughs> That's a dope excuse That's for really anything. Funny. What's this? Is this cocaine? I'm using it to kill wild pheasants. Oh, carry on. Got it. Okay. She used, so she kept just using this small clump. It was about the size of a walnut. She kept using this clump and like shaving off of it to kill five people. Hmm. Almost killed six people. Except for, you know, the creditor that was like, please leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) Don't touch me. They realized that she had been spiking the medicinal drinks with it. So now the cyanide, so now they had the cyanide, but at least three of the victims were originally ruled a heart attack. So they had to prove that Kim Sunja, that it had been Kim Sunja and her cyanide instead of a heart attack. The police asked for the bodies of her sister and her two friends or associates to be exhumed. But there was a lot of pushback from the families. They went back and forth and eventually the bodies were exhumed. Uh, but there's differentiating reports if it was just done by the police because they were like, we're going to do it, or if the the family finally relented. Hmm. Um, but for her, fir- for her first victim, for Kim Ji Wong, the body was too decomposed to determine anything. But they did find cyanide in the bodies of the other two. Hmm. Kim Soon Ja was arrested on September 2nd, 1988. She said she wow. wasn't she said she was not guilty and was later sentenced to execution. For years, while she sat on South Korea's death row, Kim Sunja denied that she had done anything wrong. Uh that she had not killed anyone. A reporter took so much interest in her denial that they whipped up an episode about her for a popular TV show TV show called I Want to Know which actually took a sympathetic look at Kim Soon Ja as if she couldn't have been the killer. Hmm. The guard who spent the most time with her was like, that's fucking bullshit. She's a killer. Uh, so that's funny, I think. <laughs> Stupid ass reporter's like, she's so nice and old looking. She can't. She's harmless. Mm-mm. Mm. She's no, murder. she did it. She's a murderer. Yeah. She calls oh. me fat. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> A she form- also tried to poison me. <laughs> With her mean words. And cyanide. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there was even a former, um, what could be the roughest equivalent to a DA in the, in, in, in the South Korean law system mm-hmm. that took pity. Uh, that actually was like, oh my God, maybe it wasn't her. And he got the current DA to reopen, or he tried to get the current DA to reopen the investigation, but the current DA was like, no, dude, like, there's plenty of evidence against her. She did it, and we're not going to reopen the case. Ben, there's plenty of evidence against her. We're not going to open up the case. But what if she didn't do it? I don't care if she didn't do it. They convicted her, and that's it. Get these other cases off my desk. (laughs) 
Doom, doom. <laughs> South Korean law and order is really good. It's so good. The accent. It's South crazy. Korean iced tea. What's up? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. He's, got a, he's got a thick accent, but you can tell he's a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> so the requests were denied. And then on December 30th, 1997, alongside 22 other violent inmates, the group listened to the last words of the Diamond Sutra, which it translated reads, As a lamp, a cataract, a star in space, an illusion, a dewdrop, a bubble, a dream, a cloud, a flash of lightning, View all created things like this. Essentially saying that life is an illusion. Before they were executed. I thought she was just listing things that she was like seeing. (laughs) 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 So poignant. So poignant. And uh, some flecks of poop. Uh, <laughs> Flex of poop, water on the floor. Water oh. on the floor. One sandal. Uh, broken nail. <laughs> A hole. <laughs> A guard. Two guards. Piece of paper. <laughs> that fat guard. <laughs> I know you did it. I know you killed those people. He's like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> You can call me fat all you want. I know you're guilty. <laughs> and that's the story of Kim Sun Ja, the cyanide killer of South Korea. Oh, who knew she was a she was a fattest? You know, who knew she hated fat people? <laughs> I not, see not, it. I see it. Not everybody, just that guard, because he knows what's <laughs> oh up. My God. He knows what's <laughs> up. She kept trying to give him medicinal drinks that she made in the squatter toilet. And he yeah. Said, Stop. Yeah. No. She, yeah, like, gonna... like you know the guard from Animaniacs like that's their relationship like wacko yeah. and... <laughs> and it's like I hate you thank you everybody for listening to Bloody Podcast we'll be back soon we love you bye good night <laughs> <laughs>